This episode of Sound Detectives is presented by Half Price Books. And that's exactly where I am now. You know, I always like to have a couple of books on hand for whatever mood strikes me. Let's see. Crafts and hobbies. Oh, philosophy. History. At Half Price Books, there are so many different stories to choose from. There's an endless world to explore within the store itself. From music to movies, comics, games, even toys. And, of course, books. Because a good book can take you anywhere you want to go. Ho-ho! Here it is! Thanks to Half Price Books, I found the right story for me. Stay tuned. Can hear a cheer. His sings are missing. This calls for a certain team to solve this mystery. work, it's that you've got to be straight up. No beating around the bush. No backseat. I'm more than just a sidekick. I've got to tell Hunch that I should work with him as a real detective. And I've got to be straight with LeVar and ask him if he really is the sound swindler. I might be an ear, but I've still got a voice. And it's time I use it. I think I know exactly what I'm going to say. It's going to be something like, Hey, Detective Hunch, sir. Uh, hello, Mr. Detective Hunch, sir. Might I have a very important word about some business I'd like to discuss with you? Um, if you could just, no, 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 that's too formal. I'll say, uh, hey there, Hunch buddy. Yeah, that's cool. Hey there, Hunch Buddy. You know I love working with you, hearing new sounds, returning them to their rightful owners, and learning about the people and places where the sounds come from. And I think you can agree, I've worked very hard, I've learned a lot, and well, I deserve to... Buddy, are you in there? Uh, yes, sir. Um, you can do it. Is anybody with you? Uh, no, it's just, uh, it's just me, Detective Hunch, sir. Oh. Detective Hunch, sir, why why so formal today, Adi? Well, Detective Hunch, sir, um, I mean, Hunch, I mean, uh, sir, Hunch a lot. I, I just have something I'd like to speak with you about. No speaking for now, because the first thing we need to do is confront LeVar. So can it wait? Well, I, no, it's actually about that. <gasps> Did you hear that? Turn up the TV. Oh, I was just about to get up the nerve to do it. Hearing a lot of grumbling and Sorry. not a lot of getting the remote and turning the TV up, Bean. Sorry. 
We've got the very latest on the missing sound situation. The Museum of Sound is preparing for its opening gala celebration, but many are speculating. Will the sounds be returned in time, or will the promise of this great museum ring hollow? And will investigators ever locate and identify the so-called sound swindler? Siari, the clock is ticking. The world wants to find out who's behind all of this, and frankly, so do I. It's time I settle this, and I finally ask Lavar if he is, in fact, the sound swindler. Oof, you settle this. You ask Lavar. Hunch, it's all about you. Don't I get a say in this? Whoa, 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 Adi, where's all this coming from? Oh, it's a lot on my mind. I agree, the time has come to confront Lavar, but I want to be the one to ask him. Detective Hunch, Audie, my dear friend, to what do I owe this pleasure? Uh, please, come in. Come oh, in. thank you. Yeah, yeah, we'll go in. You beautiful yeah, home. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very lovely. Yeah. Um, hello, LeVar, and you know Hunch. Yep, you already said that. Hello um, again, LeVar. Hi. Hi. Um, um, so, yeah, we just wanted to, uh... Come by, because we had just, 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 just a couple just a couple questions about just the missing sound stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so the thing is, LeVar, I, I had an Audi that something was a foot or, well, you know, an ear. And mm, I, I sort of went to your house in search of clues. You remember that tiny trench coat your neighbor saw? That that was me. It was mm. three feet, five inches tall. That was me. Um, and then I, I scaled your trellis. You might have seen that your doghouse was out of place. Well, anyway, I saw um, well, I saw a piece of circuitry that looked just like the one they had on the news, the one that they connected to the sound swindler. And I know I should have just, I should have totally just told you. I should have just come and asked you myself. No big deal. <laughs> but I just, I had to kind of investigate. And well, now I'm here. And um. I really can't say that I'm surprised. From the moment you were created, you had such a sense of wonder and curiosity about the world. It's only natural that if you had a question, you'd investigate. Audie, is there something you want to ask me? Uh-huh, yep. Um, well, yes, here it is. Uh, LeVar, are you, have you ever been, are you currently... The 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 well the oh. the 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 swin the swin for crying out the, loud she wants to know if you're really I got this hunch I got it are you really the sound swindler <sighs> I I knew this day would come eventually hunch Audie allow me to explain and what better way to do so than with a story. Once there lived a little boy who fell in love with sounds. It was the gentle rustling of pages in his favorite book that first set his heart aflutter. From then on, he was captivated by the symphony that surrounded him. This love of sounds accompanied the boy throughout childhood and adolescence well into adulthood. It had become a part of him, his passion and he desperately wanted to share it with the world. The years would come and go, and the boy, now a man, took up work as an inventor. But the thought of sharing sounds never left his mind. One day, 
While tinkering away on his latest trinket, he was struck with an idea. He envisioned a place where people of all ages could come and visit and experience the beauty of the world's sounds all under one roof. He would call it the Museum of Sound. Well, the man had it all planned out. In order to fill his museum, he'd invent and build a machine that would capture audio recordings of the world's sounds. Record, not steal. Never in the man's wildest dreams did he think his machine would backfire. With the push of a button, he unleashed a device into the world that threatened the very essence of its creation. Instead of recording sounds, the machine began gobbling them up. Swiftly capturing and removing them from existence. Well, the man thought he could fix it himself, restore the sounds before anyone truly noticed. But every day, more sounds were reported missing. By the time he programmed the machine's homing mechanism to return, it was filled with dozens of random sounds. Try as he might, the man couldn't tell which sound belonged to what source. Soon, the news picked up on the story, and before the man knew it, he, LeVar Burton, had become the sound swindler. Wow, LeVar, thank you for being so honest and telling us the truth. Um, but I will say, Adi, I was right. Hunch! Oh, no, no, Adi, I'm just, I'm just letting you know I, I was... I understand you were correct. As nice. That's not what matters in this moment. Okay, I'm just as nice as possible. I was right, and Lavar, you were stealing sounds. Dottie, he did send you to help cover his tracks, and then he hired me under false pretenses, and now he expects us just to forgive him. I have already forgiven him. I understand what you are trying to do, Lavar. Hunch, it was just a mistake. It, it, it got out of hand. I appreciate your understanding, Audie. I know now that I should have been honest from the beginning. I was embarrassed and perhaps a little too proud. But there's nothing wrong with asking for help when you need it, and with two sounds left to identify before the grand opening, I have to admit, I need it. What do you say, Audie? Hunch, will you help me? Oh. Hunch, everyone makes mistakes, and we're so close to fixing everything. We only have two sounds left, and we gotta keep going. Ah, a good detective always closes the case, finishes what he starts. So I will. And I do hope what you're saying is true, LeVar. And you can promise us that the machine is under control, and that there are no more missing sounds? I can. And thank you, detectives. I can assure you that the machine is in my possession and won't be venturing out into the world again anytime soon. I've extracted the last two sounds. The first is folded into this origami dove. Think of it as a peace offering. Aw, it's beautiful. A little paper dove. Let's take it back to the office and get started. All right. I'll admit the craftsmanship is immaculate on the dove. It's really good folding. It's a really well-created dove. All right, back in the office after that whole debacle. Adi, I've got to give you a little credit. Thank you for being a great sidekick. You did help me out. 
you found that circuit board in LeVar's office, which helped me solve the case. Yeah, well, you know, thank you, Hunch, but I do think that I've proven I'm a little more than a sidekick at this point. I'm sort of a detective in my own right. And and actually, when we finish with this sound, there's something I'd like to discuss with you. Sure, Adi, but let's try to stay on task here. Isn't that what I usually do? Keep us on task? Let's see what sound LeVar gave us next. Oh, you mean in this beautiful, peaceful origami dove? Uh, yep, absolutely. Happy to unwrap it and solve this sound. Okay, Ooh, although sort of a pity to undo all these folds. I think I'll be able to redo it. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll be fine. Okay, and here's the sound. Oh. Are you hungry? Was that you or is that the sound? Uh, I think a little bit of both, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. It's so deep and it has a lot of echoes. And it sounds beautiful. It's beautiful and haunting, I would say. Oh, beautiful in a scary way, to be sure. up and down. Kind of swirls around. Yeah, there's a little bit of a whistle to it. Yeah. So so where do you think we should start? What's your first guess for this sound? Well, I guess if I think about the sound, I'm reminded of what a big help I've been with all the other sounds, and I'm sure I could be a big help again with this sound. So we're solving a lot of sound mysteries together because I've been kind of an asset. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, okay, let me think. Uh, well, it reminds me of music, but not exactly a song. It's big and deep and low, almost like singing, but not the singing part. Oh, have you ever seen when singers warm up before they perform? Uh, they do a vocal warm up, like if they're a, an opera singer. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind you of know, a, a me, 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 me. But then also sometimes a Whoa. Yeah, 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 exactly. Maybe we should compare and contrast this sound with an opera singer. And the best place to find an opera singer is at the Opera House in Sydney, Australia. What do you say? You want to go down under? I absolutely do, mate. Perfect. Good eye. We'll be right back. Welcome back to our adventure with Half Price Books. Today, I'm reading a story that takes place somewhere it rains. A lot. Whoa! It's coming down so hard, this umbrella is about to collapse. And all this rain, it keeps the trees looking lush, and it's warm here, not cold, so I'm guessing we're near the equator. And look, the treetops are so tall that they form a canopy that nearly blocks out the sky. But it doesn't stop the rain. It's wet and muddy here. My feet keep getting stuck. <sighs> Look, flowers and fruit everywhere. Ooh, this fig looks delicious. Hey there, little guy. Hey, wait, where are you going with my fig? Okay, okay, it's your fig now. At Half Price Books, stories can take you anywhere you want to go. Now, let's get back to the episode. And we're back! Whew, that was a long flight. I needed all the gum we packed. 
Wow, you really burned through my gum there, Adi. I bought like six packs. I know, I had to. Thanks for coming so prepared, Hunch. And wow, the Sydney Opera House is even more magnificent than I thought. You know, it's designed to have incredible acoustics, so... Oh, here we go. That's what I wanted to hear. Uh-huh. Do you hear that opera singer warming up? I think we need to get a little closer. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think this singer might be a bass or a baritone, hitting all those low notes and then going all the way up, a lot like our mystery sound. Mm. It's so beautiful. I'd love to hear him sing Figaro. But I think we should probably compare and listen to our mystery sound one more time. Rule 17 it is. Okay, open up this little dove. Oh, yeah. It sounds like if our opera singer were floating in space a little bit. Which I don't think he, yeah, I don't he think that isn't. would happen. It's got a little bit more of a an echo. It feels almost like it doesn't feel human, I gotta say. It does sound a little alien. Do you think it's aliens, Adi? Could be aliens, could be a creature, it could be ooh. Yeah, because there's like almost like a purring to it, but I don't think it's a big, big cat. No. Cats don't purr in space. Well, it was still a good idea to come to Sydney because, well, there's so many great sights. Um, maybe like the Sydney Botanic Gardens or the Sydney Harbor Bridge or, ooh, Centennial Park. Huh. They're all here in this guidebook. You know, Adi, normally when I do a case, I like to focus on the case. Mm-hmm, I know. this whole LeVar situation has me a little mm, confused, discombobulated, twisted around. It couldn't hurt to take a few little breaks along our path to discovering the identity of this sound, whatever it might be. Right, I mean, we don't even have our next idea yet, so we might as well clear our heads by seeing some sights, hearing some sounds. I don't think it could hurt. Welcome to Centennial Park. Uh, According to my guidebook, Centennial Park is home to some of Australia's most fascinating animals, you know, what's fascinating is the way that LeVar strung us along. You know, I really should have trusted my gut. I can't believe he got one over on us like that. Huh. Oh, I'm sorry about that, Hunch. But, you know, he admitted it. He apologized. I thought we were supposed to be moving forward. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's move on. Let's move on right over here. Because in Centennial Park, we can see gray-headed flying foxes who roost in the trees of the Lachlan wetlands each day. And they leave the park to feed every night. Ooh, The flying foxes are actually not foxes at all. This is fascinating. They're actually giant bats. (laughs) Their wingspan is over three feet wide. That's almost as wide as me. I'm three feet five inches, as you know. These bats are pretty fascinating. I wonder if I know anyone who knows any special facts about how animals like bats hear. Me! Me! Mm, oh, me, 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 I wonder me. if I know oh, anyone. Oh, Hunch, I see what you're doing. You're such a good pal. Are oh, you setting me up for my signature segment? I think I am. You better hit it, pal. Okay, here we go. My signature segment. Waxing, Waxing on, on ears, ears animal, animal edition. edition. Yeah? Let me get my popcorn. Ah, oh, that's sweet. Okay, so, hunch, many different types of animals can hear. Whether they live underwater, live on land, or spend most of their time flying around the sky. Some animals use their hearing in a really cool way. They use echolocation. Echolocation. Wow. I know. And what does that mean? Okay, so echolocation is a tool they use to navigate, hunt, 
and identify other animals, even when it's totally dark and they can't see a thing. It's all about how the sound bounces back to them. Like, hunch, do you know when you shout in an empty room and the sound bounces back to you? You know me, I'm shouting in empty rooms all the time. It's kind of like that. They use the echo to then locate. Echo location. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, take bats. Like our friends here, the gray-headed flying foxes. They use echolocation. The way it works is they make high-pitched squeaking sounds, known as ultrasounds. The sound wave moves through the air. The energy of the wave bounces off of objects it comes across, whether it be the cave wall or a tree or even an insect. The bat listens to those echoes, and then their brain can quickly figure out where or even how big that object is. Even a teeny, tiny insect. Teeny, tiny little bug. That's right. Now, here's the other thing. Just because they're high-pitched and we can't hear them doesn't mean they're not loud. In fact, sometimes the ultrasonic squeaks are so loud that bats have an ability to close their middle ears with a special muscle before calling out and then open them back up to listen. Animals that live underwater, like (laughs) playful dolphins, say, they also use echolocation. You a dolphin head? You like dolphins? Oh, I'm such a... I'm a big bottlenose fan. Oh, sure. All right, Hunch. So, you know... The water can be dark and murky, so echolocation helps them figure out where other members of their pod are swimming. It even allows them to communicate with each other, identify where food is, or even sense if there's danger. Wow, I wish I had that ability. I know. Well, you have a good sense for danger. I'd like to say so, yeah. And actually, a dolphin's whole head is designed to listen. When a sound wave echolocates or bounces back, The reflected sound hits the dolphin's jawbone. The sound travels through the jaw into the dolphin's middle ear so they can hear underwater. You know, that's amazing. I love our underwater friends, and all this stuff about dolphins reminds me of a story. Okay, here we go. You see, when I was 12 years old, I once went snorkeling in Hawaii to check out the turtles and the fish. You, you're familiar with turtles and fish. Oh, yeah, I love them. Uh, like the yellow long-nosed butterfly fish. It Gorgeous. uses its long snout to pick food out from crevices in the rock and the reef. They move in these big groups that form colorful clusters in the water. Oh, and they love to school out of it. Helps them hide from predators. Uh-huh. And did you know that a group of fish is, in fact, called a school? A school, yeah, I know that. Some oh, people hunch, say wait, shoal. Stop. Huh? Stop. Hunch. What? Underwater. 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 Yes. That's what the mystery sound sounds like. It sounds kind of murky and wavy. Like when you put your head, or in my case, my whole self, underwater. It kind of sounds like music being made underwater, but maybe not from words or instruments. Oh, like a mermaid band. Let's listen to this sound one more time. Uh, Let's see, I have the origami dove right here. Um, Okay. Uh, I hope you notice that I've been in charge of all the sounds. You know, consistently, and I always have them ready for our investigation. Oh, what'd you say, Adi? I wasn't listening. Oh, boy. All right, and I'll open this up. Okay. Here's the sound. Hmm. It doesn't sound like it's going through air. It definitely sounds like it's moving through something thicker, like water. You know, sound waves travel differently through different matter. Hmm. Okay. 
It's gotta be... It's gotta be some kind of underwater animal. Hunch, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, I think we're both on the same page. Definitely an animal. A mm, animal that makes sounds underwater. underwater. It sounds kind of deep and resonant, so Very maybe a deep. big animal. Huge, even. It's gotta be... Here we go. Ready? It's a... Squid! Whale! It's a whale, Hunch. Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. It is a whale. I don't know why I said squid. That doesn't make any sense. It's a whale. If there's one sound I love almost as much as this whale sound, it's... That magical swoosh that lets you know you did a good job. The magical swoosh almost sounds like a whale sound. You know, I would love to hear a whale's version of the magical swoosh. Beekman coming to you live with another special report on the missing sound situation. The melodic sounds of whale song have returned, and someone is pretty excited about hearing the humpback whales again. I'm here with Julianne Wilder of the Northeast Fisheries Science Center. Julianne, how are you feeling right about now? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you got the sounds back. I can't do my job if I don't have the humpback sounds. And what is your job here at the Science Center? I work as an acoustician. So what that means is I study sounds for my job. And specifically, I study whale sounds. And before we get into those sounds, for folks who have never seen or heard one, let's start with this. What's a humpback whale? Humpback whales are one of our large whale species, and they are all over the world. You can find them in any of our major oceans, and they're huge. Uh, You think of a school bus, they are bigger than a school bus. They weigh about anywhere from 50,000 to 80,000 pounds, which is like 40 tons. It's a big whale, right? Right. That's really big. And can you tell us about these incredible sounds that they make? All of the humpbacks will make all sorts of sounds, males, females, and the calves. They'll make social sounds where they're just kind of talking to each other and communicating. But the males specifically will sing songs, and these songs can last for hours. They're very complex. Oh, and what do those whale songs sound like? They're kind of like any music that you would hear that humans make. Uh Uh-huh. So sometimes they have a beat, like they might be like, whoop, 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 whoop. Or they do moans and then a couple of upsweeps. So it might be like, and they do it in a pattern that's repeated. And these songs can go for hours. Sometimes the males will sing for whole days. This is mind-blowing to me. Now, once you have the recordings of the whale songs, what do those sounds and their locations tell you? Do you use that information to protect whales or conserve their habitats? We have things called marine protected areas in the ocean that tell people, boaters, you know, anyone who's in that part of the ocean, that there are whales here and we need to be careful moving through that part of the ocean. Right. And you're not just keeping an eye on those boats that are in the marine protected areas. You're also keeping an ear out for them, too, right? And how much noise they're making? So ships and boats in the ocean actually make a lot of noise. You think about 
if you are standing on a sidewalk on the side of a busy road, uh huh, you have loud cars and trucks passing you. Maybe there's a semi truck that goes by. It's very loud, and maybe you're standing there. You're, you're trying to talk to the person next to you. You know, whoever you're with, and it's really hard to hear that person, right? Maybe you have to yell a little bit, like you have to raise your voice for them to be able to hear you. The whales experience the exact same thing in the ocean with ship noise. So it's also important to know where the whales are based on our recordings to be able to know, okay, if we're sending ships through that area, is it going to be too loud for them to be able to talk to each other and hear each other? It's pretty incredible how much you can learn about the whales and about how to help them just by listening. It's just cool. I just love it. It's fascinating. It's mysterious. There is so much that we don't know about the ocean. We know more about the surface of the moon than the ocean. It's just a really fun job to be able to almost kind of eavesdrop on these animals with very low impact. You know, you're not hurting the animals, but you're listening and you can learn a lot from listening. Thanks, Julianne. This has been a special report for Major News. New message from LeVar Burton. Another job well done, detectives. This was an especially meaningful case. The piercing cry of the whale song reminds me why I created my museum in the first place. To grant access to all sounds, whether they can be found in your own backyard or in the depths of the ocean. Audie, you were created to be the mascot, the symbol the living embodiment of what the Museum of Sound is all about. And I must say, you've done just that. You've listened intently, asked questions, and explored your surroundings. You make a fine mascot, my dear Audie, but an even better detective. One more sound to go. Sound good to you? Sounds great to me. Well, well, Adi, I must admit I agree with LeVar. You did some pretty incredible detective work today. Aw, thanks, Hunch. That, that means a lot. And, um, well, it kind of brings me to what I wanted to talk to you about earlier. You know, ever since I got assigned to be your sidekick, I, I knew I was ready to help you and help solve the case, but I actually think I've discovered I'm kind of good at this, and really I think I've found, well, my voice. Like today, when I asked LeVar if he was the sound swindler, I was pretty scared but I, I did it anyway. And I was thinking that maybe with LeVar's blessing, I have a little idea. I could still stay on as the mascot and tour guide for the Museum of Sound because, <laughs> let's be honest, no one can do that job like me. But maybe I could moonlight as a detective. And maybe I could do it with you as huh. a real partner. I don't know, honey. You know, we could kick the sidekick part to the side and uh, just... Uh, Open up shop? It's just a little... Two best buds going on adventures, solving cases? I don't know if I need a partner, Adi. We only have one sound left. But you'll think about it? Okay, yeah, I'll think about it. I'll take it! Oop, it's Tuesday. You ready for teriyaki? Oh, the stove is already hot. Stick around after the credits for another sound mystery. I think you might be the perfect person to help me solve it. 
Sound Detectives features the voices of Jessica McKenna, Vinnie Thomas, and yours truly, LeVar Burton. Our newscaster is voiced by Julia Smith. Today's episode also features Julianne Wilder. Today's whale sounds provided by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, Northeast Fisheries Science Center, and the Passive Acoustic Research Group. And a special thanks to the Australian Institute of Marine Science. This episode was written by Julia Smith, Joanna Sokolowski, and Isabel Redmond-Dolce, and produced by Julia Smith and Joanna Sokolowski. Additional dialogue is by Jess McKenna and Vinnie Thomas. Our story editing is by Josephine Martirana and John Delore, with additional story editing by Matt Powers. Our sound design, engineering, mixing, and additional original music is by Brendan Burns. With additional sound design by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our managing producer is Tamika Weatherspoon, and our associate producer is Talon Stradley. Original theme music by Adam Dybert and Jessica McKenna. And our artwork is by Aaron Nestor. Sound Detectives was created by Julia Smith and Joanna Sokolowski. Our executive producers are Josephine Martirana for Stitcher, LeVar Burton, Isabel Redmond-Dolce, and Sangeeta Patel for LeVar Burton Entertainment, and Julia Smith and Joanna Sokolowski. Hey there! Thanks to you and the Solve All Squad, we were able to figure out the mystery sound from the last episode. Let's listen to it one more time. And you helped us identify that sound as a lawn sprinkler. Nothing like running through the lawn sprinkler on a hot summer day, is there? Now, it's time for our next mystery sound. Here we go. Mmm, let's listen to that one more time. That sounds an awful lot like the sprinkler... But, but maybe even more wet. Maybe like, like the water is, is ricocheting off of something. Maybe with some good splats. And there's also a kind of a machine sound. Uh, oh, maybe like it's cleaning something. Hmm? I'm stumped, but maybe you know what it is. Need some help? Visit SoundDetectivesPodcast.com for a peek at Detective Solvall's handbook. We'll reveal the answer next episode, along with a brand new sound for you to solve. Sound good to you? Sounds great to me. This episode of Sound Detectives was presented by Half Price Books. Thanks for braving the elements with me today. I guess I can cross the Amazon off my bucket list. Half Price Books understands the importance of helping kids discover their love of reading from an early age with stories and adventures that take kids to places they've never been before. Learn more and find your local Half Price Books at hpb.com. And thank you to Half Price Books for sponsoring this episode of Sound Detectives. Stitcher. 